CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, that's I didn't start it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. It is uh, July, end of July, <laughs> and it's been a very busy week. <laughs> are you awake over there? I am. It is. It is. It is. July. What month is it? July. July. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining us, guys. We really appreciate your support. Uh, Appreciate all the people who've been buying our merch recently. We got some, yes. we got some yeah. Wow. Got some merch been buying it? In July, yes. I would have thought July would have been a low month, but actually we've had people. Praise God. Yeah, people people got to have hats, you know, to cover up their bald heads. Coffee. We have our first church coming on board supporting Cross Politic. That's crazy. What? Yes. Yeah. So there are going to be more ch- about opportunities. Is, did they know what they're getting into? Supporting cross politic. Now I feel like we got to watch what we say. They do. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I am a pastor, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's different, though. <laughs> 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 hey, when Trinity start giving cross politic money, that's going to scare me a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. I'm here, aren't I? By the way, you can talk to them about that if you want. You know, elders meet me, y'all just talk about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll give everybody a free bag of coffee over there. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll bring it up when I see the coffee. <laughs> I, oh, I still, I still, you know, I have really fond memories of that one cup of coffee you made me that one time in, you know, in your studio. You guys, look, this right here. Uh oh, uh oh, what is this? Five pounds of cross politic coffee. Oh Are you my serious? goodness! That's right. What's it so, for? So, Gabe, you're gonna have it's for it's for us. For us? For us in here. Man. Don't you go I through. Can, now, look, we at your house. Are you going to keep it here? We're going to keep it here. So we can and have so, coffee? And you got to give me hey, some man. hot water. All right. And I'll make us some coffee. Okay. All, right. All right. Done. I'm excited. So Done. That's, that's for us. Yeah, we, right. put, we can put that in the Keurig. Hey, uh. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you just no. messed it up. No. I'm just taking this home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you from Texas? Oh, oh man. man. Coffee. I love my Keurig coffee. No. Well, get to some news. You ain't All right. All right. Did hey, you hey, have hey, something to say before I got we, to news? We story? got, we got yeah. uh, Dr. Michael Brown coming on the show. Oh, yeah. You he know? was great. Oh, this, this, is, this is good stuff, guys. So what happened was we interviewed Ben Shapiro, and then a number of our supporters started tagging Dr. Michael Brown in tweets saying, hey, go you for on. Doing that. Yeah. Hey, guys, it works. It works. Absolutely. You tag somebody, you think, hey, they should be on CrossPolitik. I want to hear the guys on CrossPolitik talk to them. Yeah, like Trump. It was fantastic. Tag Trump. Yeah. Yes. I saw somebody tagged tag- uh, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Yeah, yes, let's that's talk to awesome. Mike Pence. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's just aim high. Aim high. Bother him. Yes. (laughs) I want Trump on because actually, uh, one of the reasons I want Trump on, because this is related to our news, is that a bunch of Twitter users are suing President Trump for him blocking his followers. (laughs) Wait, what? Trump (laughs) has blocked a bunch of followers on Twitter, and so they're suing Trump. Wait, I don't get it. Some First Amendment issue. I don't. I don't know why quite do how they're arguing block this. People on Twitter all the time. But I think they should. Why don't why they don't, should sue Twitter because Twitter right. created the block button. It's right. kind of like the gun owner. Like you, you sue the gun manufacturer, 
for the the guy right. the gun yeah, owner but, shooting. But I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> celebrities. You see where I went with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm still back a little bit. Cele- celebrities block tro- Twitter trolls it. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So your feelings got hurt because you got blocked. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so now you're filing lawsuit. Yep. Do they know how much they want? How much are their feelings worth? <laughs> I didn't read that far down the article. Okay. This, is, this is just good you, enough. You but- read down the article. I want to know. I really do. Because now I know a few people that blocked me when I was talking about T.D. Jakes. Oh, man. Oh, really? I was talking about T.D. Oh, yeah. Jakes in the yeah, Trinity. Yeah. You got blocked? The whole, remember the yeah. whole elephant room? Huh? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Eric oh, yeah. Mason blocked me. Do you know, yep. now, look, do you know if you troll. get blocked? Huh? Do you know if you got blocked? How does it work? Uh, you, you can't access their tweets have anymore. I, have I been blocked? You can't see uh, yeah. any of their tweets anymore. Yeah, they're oh. just gone. So, so if you, so you know by virtue of you look up Eric Mason. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't and, get to him, and you can't get to him. Yep. Yeah, yep. Okay. Anthony, I, Anthony Bradley blocked blocked me on he, Twitter. Well, I would have blocked you too if I was Anthony well, he, Bradley. Well, he, he blocked me <laughs> several years ago, and then I think he brought. Blocked cross politic recently. Yeah, that's that's your fault. Why were you being mean to him? <laughs> I wasn't, hey, by the I way, wasn't. hey guys, listen, that's somebody who I would love to have on the show. Yeah, go to Twitter, tell Anthony Bradley to unblock cross politic. Yep. to go on the show. We would love to talk to him nicely, He's, nicely, nicely. We're, yeah, respectfully. We're, we're friendly. He's a Christian. We're Christians. We're brothers. We don't have to block each other and file lawsuits. I mean, we're going to judge yeah. angels, so let's not do that, right? right. So, <laughs> let's not be <laughs> let's not be yeah, dropping lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, come on, have him come on the show, tag him. We'd love to talk to him. There's a lot of yeah. things that I think he can bring yeah. to the conversation um, on the issue of church and race. So yeah, yeah. yeah tag, tag I, I, I'd him. like to talk to him. Too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. man. Yeah. So next up on on our cross politic news here is Wait, how much? How much did they? How much what? How much money they, they um, I, I, like I, I closed out that browser, man. I really uh, didn't read that. I guess it is, man, anyway. That's yeah. how much he listens to you. Don't. He's like, close that browser. And I answer that a, question. This is just a great little uh, comical uh, article to me. So, um, and this one's... <laughs> this people one, are suing each other because they're getting blocked on Twitter. That's not comical. That's real. Makes me laugh. They're actually going to waste the time. If I was a judge, I yeah. would have them arrested. I would block them from the courtroom. <laughs> I want them arrested. Contempt- <laughs> you're going to waste you, my time. Is there time. a block button from the courtroom? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the judge gets sued. Yeah. Uh, anyway, All right, cross politic news. Um, we are, So, Washington, state of Washington, just over, over seven miles from us. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, they have a new law that takes into effect um, this Sunday. Okay. So, two days from now. Um, called a D-U-I-E. Figure that out. D-U-I-E. Driving under the influence of... Electronics. Really? Dead serious. Oh! Dead serious. Okay. So, texting, um, you know, it, you can't even pick up your phone in the car. Like, it's that, like, if oh, they see really? you even... Yeah, I mean, it's like... Can you turn you the stereo on? It's like Nazi... Can you turn the stereo on? So... You can't pick up you can't pick up stereo, so you can punch you can punch you can punch buttons on your phone. You can't pick it up. You can't have it in your hands. You can't be a distracted driver. They're defining that by something in your hands. But what's connected to this? So this is, um, yeah, this is this is unfortunate. <laughs> so much. And like, Pullman, you know, is only like a hundred yards seven miles away. away. Yeah. Yep. And so they're arguing that this is more dangerous than drunk driving. So this they're trying to make it this law as scary <laughs> oh as possible to a fight. But connected to this is that you also. Um. Uh. Cannot even eat fast food in your car. What? Oh no no no. Yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. No 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 <laughs> yep. no. Uh-huh. Are you allowed? To, are you allowed uh-huh. to think any thoughts in your car? <laughs> yeah. That's wait a- wait. So what? What's up? So if you eat and you drive, you hurt somebody, right? That's the deal, that's, right? Yep. Cheeseburgers kill. Yeah, but this is this is what <laughs> cheeseburgers, chicken McNuggets, they be killing people. Well, and he, here's the thing. This is why God's law is so much better. Yeah, right. Like when I hear stuff like this, I'm like, man, if we if we don't choose to be under God's law, then tyrants yeah. will run this thing, and we will be enslaved right. to another law. Right. You're not going to get thank, out of it. Thank God, like, he, he gave us ten. 
You know what I'm saying? The Ten only, rules. Uh, you know amen. Saying? Ten rules. The only Preach. time when it's not illegal is when you're calling 911. How kind. You can eat cheeseburgers and call 911 at the same time? I don't know. No, I was talking about <laughs> oh, up, you, oh, can oh, you, you can pick up your phone to call 911. Yeah, but oh. I was thinking about this. is like This is like the benevolent tyrant. This is what they do. You know, we're 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 going to take care of you. The benevolent tyrant. Uh, oh, right. They come off as being benevolent. Yeah. They aren't. This is for your good because they want to make sure you can, is, eat, you can make the straw and bricks for them. That's like every liberal. Um, this is yeah. the nanny state. Yeah. The nanny yeah. state. Right. Yeah. But how about we just go back it, to guess it's, what? It's a bunch. It, it's a bunch of school marms. If you wreck it, you're responsible for fixing it. Right. Yeah. And, right. If you t- and if you take someone's life, you're, you're, you're guilty. You're guilty. But this is this is what tyrants do. Is they is try so to create hard? all sort of preventative yes, laws. They it's based pre- on preventative law yeah, right. rather than punitive law. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's in. Mm. <laughs> you know, no. This is this Come is on, getting, this is getting this is getting Come out on, of hand. It. This is what say Christ, it. Christians once again feel better about stuff like this. We're helping people, right? Right. Well, Christians do the same thing. They do the exact we, we all, same thing. We, we start making rules. Yeah. Right. Well, parents do this. Oh, come on now. Parents do this. Christian parents yep. like making rules all over the place. And it like, really? That's a Christian home. Give me an example. Give me an right, example. Right. But you know, I mean, we you get you get annoyed and you're and you're like, you know, that's it. You know, n- no more playing with your fork. <laughs> right. Because they're banging something with their fork. Yeah. No, nope, no yeah. playing with your fork. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what? You're gonna make that the law because yeah. you're annoyed because it's, it's making noise. Yeah. Wait, yeah. That's not the way God is. Right. Right. Mm. Now. Do they need to learn to be polite at the table? Yes. Learn some manners. Right? Learn some sure. manners. Yes, but that, you, you don't, don't get a spanking for playing with the fork. No, right. And I mean, to do like, right. Why? Why are you well, gonna, unless it becomes a disobedience? Right. right. I mean, yeah. if it yeah. gets, I mean, and it can become something like that. Sure, yeah. sure. But but that's what we do. Like something, yeah. you know, you just start making rules. Yeah. All right. That's it. No more of this. That, that's yeah. it. No, you know. And you hear parents do that all the time. Christian and, parents do and that. This, but this also, I think, exposes kind of your view of who God is. Right. Right. Because God is God's a dangerous God. He created waves to surf. He created horses to ride. Volcanoes. He created volcano. You know, it's like, right. he created hell. He created all like these things. Stuff that can kill you. Yeah. Right. And, and, and we're just like making rules everywhere. You know, yeah. putting fences right. up everywhere. Let me, so, let me, let me read right. this. Right. Let me read this real quick. So this is part of the law. The first ticket for the DUIE will cost $136. The second ticket will cost $234. And, and a new law will also ticket drivers $99 for grooming, smoking, eating, or reading while behind the wheel. Grooming, grooming. <laughs> no combing your hair, Ooh. yes, or your beard. Yeah. Pharaoh needs some money. That's hilarious, yeah, right? That's, that's Pharaoh right. needs some yeah. change. Benevolent tyrant. I, we'll take care of it, you. If you live in Washington, yeah. How did this happen? Wait, wait. Yeah. I want to know how did this happen, Washington? Let me, let, here you go. Here's the re, here's what, how how it happened. If God is in your father, My, the state's going to be your mom. Ooh. Oh, your nanny. Yeah. High five. Wow. High five. That's really high five. good. That's a new t-shirt. If God is not That's your father. That's a new t-shirt. The Make state's going to be yep. your nanny. Ooh. So, and here's how this happens is because this is my next article. Wisconsin schools introduce masturbation in fourth grade and everything else by sixth grade. I'm sorry. We were just talking about getting a ticket in a car. How uh-huh. uh, Education. This uh, is how uh, this happens. You just jumped. Right? Okay. You just jumped. We're being, we're being seduced into legalism. Y- yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. And it's a very funny legalism. Where mm-hmm. you can't smoke in a car, but you can have an abortion. Right. 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 It's, and, and hey, hey, I got coming. an example. Okay. I got an example. I actually was thinking about, I, I, I just saw this in my Twitter feed. Um, this is an article in the Telegraph. There has never been more rape on our screens, but it's now illegal to show a woman doing all the housework. Oh. Listen to this. There's something strange going on in the world of modern gender norms. Consider this. Britain's advertising authority has just decided that it is a demeaning and unhealthy for us to be exposed to gender stereotypes in adverts. In the same wake, 
In the same week, nearly three million Britons tuned in to watch the premiere of the new Game of Thrones season. Oh, man. A show in which about half of the main female characters have been raped. Wow. For the record, I was one of the Game of Thrones watchers, and I enjoyed it. Whoa. Says the author of this article. This is not me talking. Yeah. Right? Right? But so Britain's advertising authority just just decided that it's demeaning and unhealthy for us to be exposed to gender stereotyping, right? So it says, it says that now it's illegal to show, quote, an ad that features a man trying and failing to undertake simple parental or household tasks, unquote. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it's perfectly legal, however, uh, on screen, you know, to show um, a bunch of women being raped. That's right? unbelievable. I mean, so I'm, I'm talking about your, your, your. Yeah. The, the, the point you're this making, weird um, legalism, right? Right. Where you're uptight about it, it, a mom washing dishes right, on but TV. You must be allowed to murder your baby. Yep. You must be allowed to teach fourth graders to masturbate. Yep. Who? They, but get your kids out that school. But, but, That's exactly but, right. But you can't yeah. eat a cheeseburger while you're driving. Yeah. Or yeah. comb your hair. Or, or comb or, your hair. Or your eyebrows if they're bushy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah. So, so I, I think this is probably um, this is kind of the same thing. That, gay gay uh, marriage um, is great, by the way. Right. Right. It's right. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Trump gets sodomy is good. Trump Mirage. gets sued yeah, exactly. for blocking people on Twitter. And my my other favorite um, article this week that I read was uh, Ken Ham puts the rainbow on the ark. Right. That was hilarious. I saw pictures of that. Yeah. That was great. That's and, cool. And it, and there's there's been a couple LGBT write ups on it, just like bashing. Are they upset? You know, they're upset. Yeah. Because it, they, like, they claim the rainbow. Yeah. They claim the rainbow. They know that exactly is, what Ken Ham means. glorious. Yes. That absolutely. is glorious. And they know exactly what Ken Ham means Go by putting that rainbow Ken back on the ark. Ham. Is that this is God's promise. Woo! Yeah. Good job. Amen. Yeah, shout out Amen. to Ken Ham. Yeah. Hey, we should get Ken Ham on hey, the guys, show. Tag, we should. tag Ken Ham to yeah. come across politics. That's, that is brilliant. That is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Because like, he's in a position to do it. Yeah. right. And I think there's he's putting it on the ark. Right. And, and and yeah, what does that oh, mean? That, what great. does that mean? Judgment for who? Well, exactly. you know, like he's salvation do- for who? And he's doing something that is like the left. It's the laughing stock of the left, right? Yeah. I mean, to spend all this time, all this money, yep. to to defend the historical right. Genesis account that there really was great a flood. Point. It's yeah. like it's like the worst thing. They can't even believe it. it's like sm- the the worst How caricature could, yeah, yeah, of yeah. the small minded fundamentalist Christian. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, lighten it up yeah. Yeah, with the rainbow. With- and, and this is one of the few areas too, that I think Christians actually get it. Like when it comes to uh, Christians having the authority, like Ken Ham, Ken Ham knows that he, they own, we own the flag, right? right yeah. We own the, the rainbow, right? right? right. The, the flag, the rainbow, it's not the gay guys. It's not the right. homosexuals. It's, it's ours. Yeah, Our God, right. Gave it to us, right? It's, it's, it's a, a promise. It's it, a covenant, right? Right. And so this is one of the areas that Christians get it. They see that and they're like, "That's that should not be done with the flag, with the, yeah. with the rainbow, right? That's right? That should not be done right. with the rainbow. No one should be doing the rainbow." And then they like that belongs to God. Look, Christian, the ground that the people who are holding the flag are walking on belongs to God. Yeah, it's not, not just even the, the not even that right. sign, not it's, even that it's sign. Everything. Yeah. Right. The seats yeah. that they're sitting in while they're passing laws against God belongs to God. Yeah, that's every right. inch, every area belongs to God. So they don't get to have any authority whatsoever in the conversation no, until no, they no. bend the knee. Part part of the part of the task before us though, I think, is so that's absolutely true, but but that kind of conquest, that kind of dominion takes place when we understand how signs work. And so we have to ha- we have to understand how signs 
um, how symbols work. Mm. Yeah, this is a and 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 frequently we don't. Yeah, yeah, and and they're running circles around oh, us, yeah, absolutely, um, taking yeah. our signs and symbols from us, and then we're just left there like, what are we doing? And desecrating them too. But but Ham, I mean, this is a brilliant move. It's a great move. It's yeah. a brilliant move because it's he can do it in a way that communicates clearly. If I just put a rainbow flag on my house. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, doesn't, like, it doesn't have the same it, impact. It doesn't have the same impact, yeah, impact right. at all. And when, you know, Obama lights up the, the White House yep. with the rainbow colors, that's right. right? Everybody knows he's not like going in for the Noahic Covenant. That's yeah, right. right. You, right. Know, exactly. you know, it's like, oh, Obama yeah. converted. No, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Same uh, colors, right. different background. But when, but when, <laughs> right. but when Ham, yeah. but when Ken Ham does it, right? Right, right. Um, you know, everybody, everybody knows. Well, listen, listen, this is what Kim Ham said on his uh, Facebook page. He says, we now have a new permanent rainbow lights at the Ark Encounter. So all can see that it is God's rainbow and he determines its meaning in Genesis chapter go. six. Yeah. Way to go. And then he says, the rainbow is a reminder. God will never judge the wickedness of man with a global flood. Next time the world will be judged by fire. Mm. Like doesn't even pull, doesn't yeah. pull back. Oh, no, yeah. He's still talking about judgment. Yeah. And that's that's the well, go- but that's the gospel. It. But that's and the greater but this is the it. greater glory in the new covenant right. is that Jesus died to save us from fire. Right. The old testament, God was saving Noah from water, and Jesus came and died to save us from and, fire. And if and if we don't if we don't come and rest in Christ it's greater judgment. Then yeah, we're we're yeah. we're gonna be judged. But they want the right to be the judges. Right. right? Yeah. You know, they they yeah. want to be the ones to be able to say this is right, this is wrong. That's why you gotta have an abortion. You know, gotta bless sodomy. Yep. And, and you can't and no eat comb a your, No comb in your hair uh, while you're driving. That's right. And also make sure you watch rape on TV. Yeah. But don't but yeah. don't show any, like it. But don't yeah, but don't show any women doing the dishes. Mm. Loving their family, Man. making them dinner. Man. I'm mad. Yep. Uh, oh, okay, we hey, got we got that. Hey, Dr. Michael Brown is gonna cheer you up. Yeah, looking That's forward right. to that. Next on Cross Politics. This is Cy Timbrigenke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Somebody comes up to you and says, I don't believe in God. And what do we do? We give them evidence. Look at the complexity of the eye. Look at this paper fragment. Look at these rock layers. And you've studied your rock layers. You wipe the floor with them. What's he going to do? He's going to go home and Google rock layers. You want him to repent and put his trust in Jesus Christ, and he's Googling rock layers. Congratulations. The next day you run into a PhD in geology and he wipes the floor with you. You see, when you do apologetics wrong, you have to be an expert in geology, biology, astrophysics, nuclear chemistry, you name it. You have to be brilliant. The problem is, there's always someone smarter than you. In John 10:27, Jesus did not say, my sheep hear your really good argument. He said, my sheep hear my voice. In Luke 21:15, Jesus said, I will give you a mouth and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. The power of God for salvation is not in your brilliant arguments. As Romans 1.16 tells us, it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Apologetics is easy. Read your Bible and do what it says. For more apologetic answers, visit answeranyone.com. This September, you are invited to New St. Andrews College Wordsmithy 2017. Workshop for Writers, where good writers go to get better. This year's lineup includes Douglas Wilson, Ndi Wilson, and Aaron Wrench, along with special guest Doug Tenaple. Doug Tenaple is the author and illustrator of such acclaimed graphic novels as Newt's, Tommy Rex, Ghostopolis, and Cardboard, as well as the creator of the popular character 
Earthworm Gym. You're going to want to register right away, September 20th and 21st and 22nd. This includes evening sessions with these riders, shared meals, as well as multiple workshops on learning to write well. This is in Moscow, Idaho at New St. Andrews College. Register at nsa.edu. Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. Good to be back with you today. Hey, we got a special guest with us on the line. Dr. Michael Brown is the founder and president of Fire School of Ministry in Concord, North Carolina. Is it fire? I said fire. Okay. He's uh, also the director of the Coalition of Conscience and host of the daily nationally syndicated talk radio show Line of Fire, as well as... It just keeps going, you guys. Wow. The host of the Apologetics TV show, Answering Your Toughest Questions, which airs on the NRB TV network. Hey. He became a believer in Jesus in 1971, which was before I was born. I wasn't born yet either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 70s boy, though. I was, born okay. in, I was born in 79. Okay, you just got in there. <laughs> he was a 16-year-old heroin-shooting, LSD-using Jewish rock drummer, and since then he has preached <laughs> throughout America, around the world, bringing a message of repentance, revival, reformation, and cultural revolution uh, he's a PhD in Near Eastern languages wow, and literatures, wow. New York University. Uh, also went. Uh, he's a visiting adjunct professor at Southern Evangelical Seminary, Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary, Gordon. Charlotte. There you go. Uh, Trinity Evangelical uh, Divinity School, Fuller, Denver. Oh my gracious! It just goes on. He's an author of a bunch of books, including his latest. I think is called Breaking the Stronghold of Food. How we conquered food addictions and discovered a new way of life. I don't like that book. Uh, Dr. Brown, uh, we're so grateful to have you on the show here today. It says you are married. You have two children and four grandchildren. Is that correct? Wow. That is all correct. Accurate. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. We got it. We did it. it. What did we miss? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, um, thanks so much for being with us on the show. Um, One of the the things we really want to talk to you about today, um, we... We had Ben Shapiro actually on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the last questions I asked him is, you know, he's an Orthodox Jew. I said, um, so what is it about Jesus? Uh, what is it about the claims of Jesus, who he is, that, that for you, uh, you don't accept him as, as the Jewish Messiah? And, and he said to us that he was a, he said the Jewish Messiah is supposed to be a political savior. Um, it's supposed to restore. Uh, you know the Jews and and this sort of thing and and Jesus didn't do that. He attempted that, he, he, but was killed for it, and, and was and was killed. And um, so I wonder, you know, obviously Ben's not here with us, um, but if if you're if you were in the studio with him, um, yeah. how might how might you um, answer his answer? Yeah, it, it's very simple uh, to address the question, and it's to say that according to the Hebrew Scriptures, according to our Bible the Messiah was to be a priestly king, that the Messiah first had to come and deal with our sins, make atonement for our sins, die and rise from the dead before the second temple was Mm. destroyed. Then the message is to go to the entire world, to the Gentile world, at the end of which he'll return and establish God's kingdom on earth. So what Jews are expecting to be act number one, according to the Bible, is act number two. And specifically the the view that, that Ben holds to that Jesus 
was a failed messiah more than a false messiah. Huh. I, I've never interacted with Ben about this. I only watched a tiny snippet where he addressed this in, in interviewing a colleague of his who's also a Jewish follower of Jesus, Andrew Clavin, yeah. that, yep. that he holds to a view. It's, it's, it's a real minority view, but some folks have, have revived it in recent years. My friend Rabbi Shmuley Boteach, oh, whom yeah. I've debated many times, holds to yeah. this view. Yeah. So that Jesus was a freedom fighter against Rome, that he hated the Roman uh, uh, rule, that he wanted to overthrow it, that he had right. the hope that just with his handful of disciples, when he took a stand and they took a stand, that suddenly all of the Jewish people would rise up with them, rally around Rome and drive yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's, it's absolutely tenuous. It violates the spirit and letter of all the Gospels on, on all levels, however you read them. And it doesn't work for many, many reasons. But it is something that some some Jews are attracted to because this way they can reclaim Jesus as a fellow Jew. Hmm. They can recognize him as a rabbi and teacher. They can say his intents were noble, as opposed to saying he was a false prophet, he was a deceiver. Yeah. So to call him a failed messiah rather than a false messiah is actually trying to say something positive about him. Right. But the idea right. that the messiah will be exclusively a political messiah uh, is not reading the Bible rightly. So, now, the fact is, in the first century, there were probably very few Jews, if any, who realized that the Messiah had to suffer the way he was going to or die a criminal's death. Right. And that's why they couldn't get it when Jesus kept talking about it. But when he pointed back that's to the Scriptures after his death and resurrection, it's like reading some some crime novel, right. you know, some Agatha Christie thing, or yeah. and, and you get to the end of it, and and you're shocked by who the killer is. Then you go back and read it again. It's like, oh, there it is. Yes. Right. I just didn't see <laughs> right. it the first time around. Yeah. Now, and and, and there, there's logic to that, by the way, because if it's all laid out in a mathematical way, on this day this will happen, on this day uh, that will happen, we'll, we'll meddle with it. We'll try to make it happen ourselves. We'll, we'll try to create right. the scenario. Right. So often with prophecy, God prepares our hearts, but then as it's coming to pass, then we see, oh, this is what God was saying, or after it's come to pass, we say, wow, it's all laid out there plainly. So kind of the Ben Shapiro genre of the view of, 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 of the Old Testament, the Torah, and so forth, they view Jesus as some sort of nice Brabus, basically. Like he, like Brabus was an insurrectionist, but he was a, he was a uh, angry insurrectionist. Jesus was an insurrectionist, but he was a nice guy that the Jews still rejected. Is that, is that kind of... Well, the difference would be that they would, the ones that have the positive view of Jesus, that they would also recognize him as an important teacher. In other words, they would say, you guys put the, all the emphasis on his death. We want to look at his life. That's what's more important. Look at his teaching. However, they would also believe that Paul led a movement that went in a very different direction and that a lot of the New Testament, as we have it, reflects the Pauline movement. Again, a completely untenable idea. I, I demolished these in my book, The Real Kosher Jesus. That's what I was really taking on <laughs> All right. in, in writing that book. My friend Shmuley wrote Kosher Jesus. I wrote The Real Kosher Jesus in response. <laughs> in, in short, they would, they would find more noble qualities in Jesus as a teacher okay. and as a leader and as someone that could inspire a movement. It just fell short. Whereas Barabbas isn't even on their radar. If he was, he'd just be you know more of a violent guy 
with not as com- as right. many commendable tendencies. Right. When we get off the phone, when we get off the phone with Ben a couple weeks ago, and he gave that answer, it dawned on me like his answer is actually like that's the objection that the Pharisees basically had in the Gospels. Like you're you're not the Messiah we were looking for. You can't be the Messiah un- unless you lead a revolt against Rome. But it, it was striking that you know that was that was the answer that that Ben was giving. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> now. And, and, and Ben uh, also tends to, uh, he, he believes the whole Torah and he rejects the prophets. He rejects obviously the new Testament, but the first five books he's, he's on board with. Now, how do we, no, he, he would, he would embrace all of the old Testament. He would certainly embrace that. He'd reject the new Testament, but he's not like an ancient Sadducee that only held to the five books. He would hold to the authority of the whole old Testament. However, the emphasis, the great emphasis would be on the Torah and then we understand okay. the okay. Torah by way of tradition. So much of what he does, from wearing a yarmulke to the prayers his wife would pray on, on Friday evening with, with the welcoming of the Sabbath, to many of the customs that he would carry out in the course of a year, the vast majority are not found written in the Bible. They are the traditions of the rabbis who the Jewish people believe are, are the ones to whom the truth has been entrusted through the generations. Yeah. So if, if John chapter five, Jesus says, you know, if you don't believe Moses, you don't believe me. How, if, if, if you're ministering or witnessing to a Jew and you want to stick with the first five books, um, where they, where they really anchor their, their faith in, how do you bring Jesus out of the first five books and show them that Jesus is the Christ? Yes, sir. So there'd be a number of different things that, that I would point out to, I would point to. Uh, I, I would point to, for example, the importance of the sacrificial system and blood atonement and the atoning ministry of the high priest. And I would ask, why do we need that? Why isn't our repentance alone enough? Why are there hardly any verses in the first five books that speak of repentance, but so many that speak of blood atonement? Why was this so important? We don't have a temple. We haven't had a sacrificial system functioning for most of our history. What's missing? We haven't had a functioning priesthood. Why is that there? I would, I would point to the foreshadowing of the giving up of a son in Genesis 22, because the, yeah. the uh, near sacrifice of Isaac in Judaism is called the Akedah, and it takes on great importance. Isaac becomes the central figure in the narrative, actually, who, according to Jewish tradition, was 37 years old and not just a boy. So in other words, he willingly lays his life down. But here you see huh. the father's love for God, that he's willing to give up his only son. And in Jewish tradition, it was considered as if Isaac died and as if his blood had been shed. Huh. I would say, what's that pointing to? And notice Abraham says, God will provide a lamb, mm. but instead there's a ram. Who is that lamb that fulfills that? I would point to typology with, with Joseph and how Joseph was rejected by his own brothers to become the savior of the Gentile world yeah. and only to be recognized by his brothers the second time around. Right. I would point to the prophet like Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18. On the one hand, it's speaking of a succession of prophets, a prophetic leader raised up in every generation to guide Israel. But on the other hand, it says in Deuteronomy 34, uh, added after Moses' death, that until this time, no prophet like Moses has arisen. So God says there'll be a prophet like Moses, but no prophet like Moses had yet arisen who did these signs and wonders and had this intimate relationship with God. I would also point to aspects of God's plurality in unity, or God's complex unity. 
I would, uh, I might go to Genesis one twenty six, let us make man, and ask them what's the best explanation of let us, and, and that can yeah. be debated. Yeah. But I'd point to Genesis eighteen, where Yahweh the Lord appears to Abraham, and as you read the account, it's Yahweh and two angels. It's the most natural way to read the account from Genesis eighteen right through nineteen. Uh, I, how could this be if God is enthroned in heaven? Did he take on a human body, become human? Did he stop being enthroned in heaven? Yeah. I'd point to Deuteronomy 4, which says at Mount Sinai, Israel saw no form when God appeared. And yet in Exodus 24, God appears to, to Moses right. uh, and, and 70, 73 of the elders of Israel, and they see the God of Israel, yet Exodus 33 says no one can see his face and live. So I'd ask, how can he be seen and unseen? How yeah. can he be visible yet invisible? How can he be transcendent and imminent at the same time? How can he sit enthroned in heaven, fill the universe with his presence, and appear in bodily form? I would say there's one God and one God only that we serve, but he's complex in his unity. So these would be some of the ways, just staying within the, yeah. the five books of Moses, that I would point to Jesus Yeshua. Yeah, that's really great. What um, I, I'm curious, I mean, this is, it's, it's, this is fantastic hearing you spell this out. You've obviously been thinking about this for many years. Um, tell us about how you, how you came to Christ. I mean, so, I mean, your bio, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, it's kind of crazy. What, um, what, what led you, what, what brought you to Jesus? Yeah, well, God graciously saved me in what was known as the Jesus people movement, late 60s, <laughs> yeah. early 70s. Yep. My dad was in that. <laughs> there was just yeah, an amazing harvest of hippies, radicals, rebels uh, around the world. Yeah. God brought us into the kingdom. It was a time of great spiritual seeking great spiritual confusion. It was on the heels of the counterculture revolution, the sexual revolution. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was bar mitzvah at the age of 13, 1968, but that was not a spiritually deep moment for me because I was a pretty nominal Jew, and, and it was more of a social event for me. Right. But later that year, I saw Jimi Hendrix in concert. I'd been playing drums <laughs> for a few years. Yeah. The whole rock scene was, was new. I mean, to give this context, the Beatles came to the States in 64. Right. Now this is 68. Impressionable 13-year-old man. Yeah. I want to be like the rock stars. I want to be in a rock band. It almost had a supernatural power being there. So when I was 14 and a friend asked me, do you want to try getting high, smoking pot? I thought, well, I mean, you're not supposed to, so that kind of gave it appeal. Yeah. And then I thought, <laughs> you know, the rock stars do this. I want to be like these rock stars. So I started getting high. I found out that I had a very high tolerance of drugs. I could, I could do much more, uh, much higher doses than my friends. So rather than recognizing don't play with fire, to me that was an invitation to play with fire. Yeah, and right. by the time I was 15, I was, I was shooting heroin. I was a heaviest drug user in my high school in terms of, you know, the doses I would take and wow. got the nicknames Drug Bear and Iron Man, huh. playing, playing in a band with my two best friends. And we were good for our age. I got outstanding musician when I was in high school and so on. Uh, and we'd go to, you know, go to rock concerts, get high, play with our band, get high. That was our lifestyle. And, and I was enjoying it. My two best friends, though, like these two girls, these two girls had an uncle who was a pastor and a dad who had been praying for them for years, little Italian Pentecostal church. The girls started to go to the services. My friends started to go to hang out with the girls. <laughs> and because it was Pentecostal and they believed in speaking in tongues and they believed in praying for the sick, you know, that was, in, that was different. That was interesting. Yeah. And the church was also teaching a lot about Book of Revelation and end-time prophecy. So I, I kid you not, 
my friends would come home for the services. They weren't saved yet, but they were listening. Huh. And we'd sit around and get high together, and they would talk to me about the sermons. This is going to be a beast, a beast with seven heads and ten horns, and it comes out of a box. And we're sitting there hallucinating, thinking, wow, this, yeah. this is in the Bible? This is cool. But little by little, the Holy Spirit began to convict my friends. They got born again, as did the girls. I finally went to pull them out of the church, and the people were so nice, I thought, ah, whatever. You know, they have their religion, I have mine. I, you know, a, a young lady who knew me from the church wrote down in her diary, Antichrist comes to church, because that was my, wow. I was a wicked kid. I mean, drugs were just wow. part of it. I was a wicked kid. And what happened is that uh, the people in the church started praying for me, and the mm. Holy Spirit began to convict me of the ugliness of my life, the, you know, stealing money from my own father, lying to my friends, the cruelty of my heart, and huh. the drug use. God began to convict me of my, of my evil, and by the end of that year, I was gloriously, wonderfully born again. December 17th of 71, I told the Lord I'd never put a needle in, in my arm again. and was free from that night on. Man. And wow. shortly after that, you know, my dad said, okay, great. It's great to see the change in your life, but we're Jews. We don't believe this. He brought me to meet the local rabbi. The local rabbi then challenged me. You don't even know Hebrew. How can you tell us what to believe? And that began a, a long wow. friendship, many years of interaction, and that's what prompted me to start studying the languages in college and right. begin my PhD. That, that's what prompted it. Wow. And that's why I spent so many years writing books on answering Jewish objections to Jesus, a five-volume series on that, and debating rabbis, because when I came to faith, I was wonderfully saved. The Lord became so real in my life. But when I started getting bombarded with these intellectual objections from, from these great scholars, that I didn't have answers. And, and I was kind of thrown to the wolves in that. I don't mean the men were wolves, but that analogy, I was kind of thrown to the wolves. Yeah. And here they very kindly raise their objections and try to demolish what I believe, thinking I was in serious error and pointing out that, that our forefathers died rather than convert to Christianity and believe this apostate yep. faith. And, yep. and I was I'm not converting to another religion. I'm believing in the one true God and our Messiah. But I, I, I felt it was essential that, that we provide solid answers for those who were seeking and those who were struggling, and, yeah. and that's why I devoted so many years to doing that. Yeah. Dr. Brown, um, we're out of time, but last thing real fast, I just want to ask you, I mean, we, you know this, we live in a world where, again, it's, there's chaos. There's a lot of antagonism to belief in Christ from all quarters, not just, not just Jews that reject Jesus, but, of course, many other religions, uh, militant secularism, um, what, what kind of word do you have for our listeners um, as they go about their day-to-day life? How do you encourage them to walk with Jesus? Yeah, this is what the gospel's made for. I've been engaging the cultural moral issues for years now, and, and every day we get vilified, hated for it. When we are in a situation where everybody likes us and everything seems okay, we tend to fall asleep at the wheel. This is the wake-up call we need. The church in America has been too compromised for too many years. Rather than us changing the world, the world has changed us. This is what the gospel is made for. It thrives in the midst of opposition. There are solid answers. There is solid truth. We are on God's side. God's ways are ways of life and wisdom. Let us really press in to know him. Let us ask him for a baptism of love for a dying world. Amen. Let's really know his word, Amen. and then let's go into the world and make disciples. Hey. Yay, post-millennialism. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, amen, amen. You, you almost sound Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Brown, what a, what a delight. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Uh, that's, a, that's a blessing. God yeah. bless you amen. and your work and your ministry. 
Hey, man, great to be with you guys. God bless. More Cross Politics when we come back. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Welcome back to Cross Politics, y'all. Is that who y'all in the beer? Don't drink the beer, whatever that was. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Fat Tire. Yes. yes. Right? Ooh, I need it. New that. Belgian. Belgian style ale. Yes. That red bicycle. Yeah. That's I good stuff, it. huh? It is. Yeah. It comes. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Do, hey, cheers. cheers. Do you hey, need some, do you need some green juice to go on this or something? Yeah, okay. yeah probably. <laughs> Is this sweet enough for you? No, it's not. <laughs> but it still accomplishes the goal. Dr. <laughs> Michael Brown. Hope like- you guys enjoyed that. Oh, wasn't that good? What was yeah. What was helpful for me was his just quick survey on all the areas he goes to, on all the texts he goes to. He's to obviously... Just- He's well thought through. Yeah, he's done this a lot. I was making a mental list, but I'm gonna have to go yep. back and just write those down and put those in my. That was repertoire. great. Yeah, oh, that was great. Um, because I like how he brought in Deuteronomy 18, right? The prophet, um, the, the prophet, um, uh, uh, Abraham and Isaac, of course. Now, what, yes. what was the the Jewish name that he gave for that? Um, the Akeda, I think, is what it's called. Akeda, okay. Ak- I still didn't get a chance to ask him, how, like, how, what do they do with sacrifice and how do they do with sin. How do Jews for two thousand years? Yeah, so right. They, yeah. they haven't had a temple, yeah. like you said, or a synagogue right, since or, seventy AD. Right, exactly. So, what what right. do they do with all that guilt and that sin? Like, right. how do they get rid of it? I think you have to ask them that. Yeah, but that was, but that is a. I mean, I I think it's a that's a great question, not not just for Jews, but for everybody. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's is, right. is how do we deal with sin and yeah, guilt? Right. That's right. right. And right. so Jews have a you know this you know their sacred writing, the Old Testament, and Leviticus is yeah. all about. Taking away sins. That's right. Uh, how do you get rid of sins? So, I mean, yeah, they've got right. that in there, but I think it's something that we, we have to raise with everybody. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, how right. do you get rid of your sin? I, you know, when it comes to religious people or people who have, are in a religion, like for instance, if I'm dealing with somebody who I'm witnessing on the street and they're a pagan, I go straight to them and I know they have an issue with sin. I right. know right away they love their sin and they hate Jesus. I start dealing with a, a, a Jewish person. I'm like, okay, I have to know their arguments. Or a, Muslim. <laughs> or, or a Muslim person, right? I don't think that oh they love their sin and they hate Jesus. I I think I right. change it. I think that they oh they don't love their sin as much. But, as but to that's not. With, but that's true. not the case, right? <laughs> right? They, all false religions they love their are, sin are attempts at justify self justification. That's right, exactly. Right? right, and so you, you in some way you're trying to make up for sin, 
a cover up sin, but you're not actually dealing with sin. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure usually what is the thing that they're holding on to? Like, what is the sin? Usually for everybody else, it's kind of easy for pagans, right? Right. They got the internet. I know what your problem is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's usually you, you're prideful, you love yourself, but it's like God's law is the same. The Ten Commandments works on everybody. Right. Like, it hasn't changed, right? Right. It's the same. And, yeah. and, so, and so you got Mormons and you got Jews and you got same Jehovah's thing. Witnesses and you got uh, Hindus and you got Muslims. All of them are basically trying to make up for their sin. Yeah. And all of yeah, exactly. So they're trying to justify themselves. Yeah, so they're trying to make way. up for it. I'll That's be right. good. Right. I'll be keep good. the law. I'll keep the rituals. I'll do the things that God says. And hopefully in the end, the balance will weigh in my favor. Yep, yep, do you think yep. do you think this is one of the, at least this is maybe a caricature that's not true, a caricature that's not true. But when I look at the Jewish community, I, I generally see them as kind of a little dour, a little depressed, a little bitter. I mean Andrew Claven, that was definitely his family and his experience when we had him on the show. Right. Um a little angry uh, all that is do you think that's kind of tied into the 2000 years of being unforgiven people? Yeah. Well, for everybody, I mean, you know. For I, everybody. I mean, uh, everybody's got this sin problem. But yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the the Jews have been through a lot. <laughs> That's right. Right. I mean, to this day, they're one of the people groups that everybody still kind of hates. Right. right so, yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> right. And, and especially if you keep holding on to like we're God's special people. Right. right. And you keep getting like run over. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. Then it, like it just sort of rubs it Nazi in. Nazi Germany. Like, and, you, and you're like sort yep. of getting you get bitter. Yep. Do get bitter about yep. it. Uh, if you, you know, you think you're good. You, you know, and it's yeah. not working out for you. So yeah. there's there's some sort of sociological. Um, thing going on in their communities or in their in their um, heritage yeah. with uh with the, what's going on in, in the Middle East, what's going on with Nazi what happened in Nazi Germany, and then and then it could turn around and just become a pride thing too. So it's like, yeah, we got all these scars, all yeah. these battle scars, yeah, you know, and then it, and, you, and you become kind of hardened in it in a certain way. So you you know you can have maybe bitter, but you can also have pride, um, because you know, hey, look at us, we're the scum of the earth, right? Where right. you know where this this badge as if it's you know this badge of honor but at the root of it you still have guilt you still have sin that hasn't been taken care of that's right right yeah. how how do you get clean i remember talking to a guy one time that i met on campus i might have told this story before um but this this is one of the guys that just like came at me when i'm i was preaching on campus one time he's just yelling at me belligerently you know cussing me out all this stuff and over a number of months, he would show up and do this. And eventually, after about six or eight months, we became friends. <laughs> this just goes to show, like, you yeah. know, when the guy comes at you, you know, he might be your friend uh, in six and, months. And usually, everybody thinks open air preaching is about that moment, right? No. And it's like, no, it's no, no. a time. Let, let it. So, but anyways, we went out to lunch. And uh, eventually, you know, this is six months later, eight months later, we became friends and got to lunch. And the question I asked him was, okay, he has crazy whacked out background of, I don't know. He had dabbled in a little everything and was an atheist by this point. But um, I just said, okay. Default position, right? I, I, yeah, but I just, I just said, <laughs> yeah. but how, um, how do you explain justice? So say somebody, you know, murdered someone or raped someone, something awful. Yeah. And, you know, how do you know when they've paid for it? Yeah. How, how do you know? Man, that's a good question. Right? Like, yeah. you're, you're, like say <laughs> it's your sister, your mom. You know, whatever, like someone yeah. dear to you. And when, at what point do you say, okay, justice has been done? Right. How do you know? Now, in, in, in that, if you don't have the Bible, you don't have, you don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, exactly. the answer is basically, but the answer fundamentally, of course, is going to be, well, um, you can't pay that yeah. back. Even, right. even the human it, it, justice that God's given us right. doesn't right. pay exactly. that. Exactly. So in the Christian yeah. view of justice, what right. you actually have is what God gives us is an approximation of justice. Right. And the blood of Jesus covers everything else. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Right. But,
But if you don't have the blood of Jesus covering everything else, then approximations aren't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. You never feel, I mean, when are you going to tell the guy, you go and visit him in the cell. He did this horrible thing. And you say, it's okay, don't feel bad anymore. You're in jail now. <laughs> right? You're getting justice right now. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Like, but, when, but when do you tell him, like, it's okay, you don't have to feel bad anymore. Yeah. 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 You're, you're clean. Yeah. There's no, no pronouncement. There's therefore now uh, no condemnation uh, no for condemnation those who are in Christ to, to, Jesus, right? right? right. But, yeah. but if you don't have Christ Jesus, then, you, <laughs> then all you got is condemnation. Yeah. And you should feel it. Right. right? And, and, you, and, the, and the kind of damage that's done, you can't put it back. That's right. And this, and this is why, what, what is it, Hebrews says that Moses' law was insufficient. Right. It could, yep. not, it could not do what needed to be done. Right. It was a pointer. Yeah. Yep. It was a sign. This is right. the kind of thing that needs to be done for you, but it couldn't actually take away your sins. What did he so, say to that? He actually went silent. Mm. And he, he looked at me and he said. Did Jeff sit away si- silent? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Approximating yeah, that. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if it was quite mm. as. And, yeah. as, as tight but it was it was like that and he looked at me and he just said i don't know i need to think about it but he mm. he understood it yeah he understood like how would you know that it had been paid for right. and, and and this was amazing because everybody knows there has to be something of justice something yeah right like justice in some yeah. way has like, everybody even, believes even in justice yeah. is fighting that one right. like they're trying to no no that's wrong wait hold on i didn't mean to say wrong but that's unjust, unjust. Right. unjust even or, even you know, nazi hitler Called, yeah. wanted justice of course right of course. he wanted a pure race right yeah. right he wanted justice right. served but if but everybody knows their sin yeah and and the the thing that makes christianity so unique is that christianity doesn't just present a standard it simultaneously presents the fact that we can't meet the standard that we yeah. haven't met yeah, the standard right. that we failed the standard and that we'll keep failing the standard yeah and it brings in this concept of grace yeah forgiveness so, of mercy and, and, and justice too uh, for both the victim right, right. And, and justice right and one of the right. things that my ki- I'm, re- I'm th- reminded of is when my kids feel like oh man like i've been wronged or i feel like i've been wrong in some way right you know i forget that christ has bought justice right, right? and so that's rewarding for me i don't have to hold on to that like i've been right. wronged like right. there's right. justice in christ right has the justice has been poured out on him the right. wrath of god's been poured on him Justice is in Christ. Right? And that's how we forgive one that's another. That's how we forgive one another. And it's and it's the standard for working for justice in the world. That's right. Not because we're going to be able to get it exact, but because because God has has accomplished justice in Jesus that gives us the courage and the strength to strive for it. That's right. Yeah. And, and to approximate right. it to the best of our ability in this world. So, you know, right. you you know run into my car, yeah. you know, whatever, like and I'll be like, "Okay, that's no, all right. We'll work it out." And then we yeah. work out, you know, and put, guess what? Put it back. God's giving. God's even given us a standard for that workout, right? right? right guess what? Right. If you, you wreck somebody's car. Right. This is going back to the stuff on Washington, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I wreck your, if you were eating right. a cheeseburger, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the cheeseburger that I shouldn't have been eating that I'm outlawed for. It's yeah. the car that I hit, right? right? So you, so yeah. you fix it. You put yeah. it back, and uh, now and pay for your time. Right, if I right, right. taking right. your time it's away rest, from you, restitution, restitution. Right. That's right. Even then, when you've obeyed God's law and you put it back the best you can. Again, it's an approximation That's right. of justice. Absolutely. But it's because of of the blood of Jesus that you gladly look at somebody and say, It's all good. That's right. Right? That's we, right. We've yeah. done what we can. And 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 we know that like every one of us is like a debtor. Oh, absolutely. Right? We're all debtors. Yeah. Right. And so that gives us the ability to forgive and release and and, and cover yeah. a multitude of sins with love. Um, but if you don't have Christ, 
then then you're then it's just a tug of war. Oh man, yeah, you're, you're just trying to get yeah, yeah, just scraping for everything right? you can get. And give it to be, me, be give right. it to me, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and everybody's always ripping you off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, right. why, that's why Christians don't have to act like that. Like Christian, right. you don't have to be that way. Right. You're not scraping for the scraps, buddy. Right, right. Now you've already been forgiven <laughs> you've so been much. Forgiven, that's right. And so you can forgive. You can forgive, that's and, right. and you can also work for justice. So I guess, like thinking about like justice in your family, when when you when your child sins against you and you take them to wherever that place is. For us, it's the bathroom, and then we we spank oh, our it's kids. The whole house, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, black people they yeah, just punish everywhere. their kids. My my, uh, my old roommate, uh, my old basketball roommate, man, his mom just punished him wherever, he, wherever. Oh, you, it, it yeah. didn't matter. And and, and with whatever <laughs> extension cord, it didn't matter. You know, oh, uh, no. salad bowl. Yeah, I I don't, do, I don't do that. I don't do that. I know you don't. But, uh, <laughs> it's been done to me. Yep, yep. Oh, you know man. a little bit about I, that? I understand yeah. what's happening in that yeah. situation. So, so wait, well, you're asking about so disciplining our children. So in, in the house, so you you know you take your kid into the bathroom for spanking, for being mean to their brother, whatever. Right. And even I guess you know, kind of thinking, they are just, not paying for their sin. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's important. And and at the that's same a- time, like you're disciplining them, you're spanking them, and like as a dad, you feel like this is okay. I know I'm supposed to do this because God's word commands it, but I also know that this discipline here in this moment is not um, like some sort of final cleansing. It's not some sort of ultimate. Um, no, you know. Uh, blood we'll stain we'll justice. We'll you know, sin deserves death. Right. Yeah, the right. wages of sin is right. death. Like so. So all you're doing is you're doing a very, very s- small bit of pain. You're doing what God has called you to do. Right. Yeah. First of all, you just obey yep. God. Yep. Trust obey God, God. Obey God. Yep. But but in terms of trying to understand what God is up to, he, it, what you're actually doing is you're teaching the kid. You're, you're, so it's discipline. It's like Dis- it's like yeah. Yeah. it's like Leviticus in the bathroom. Right, well, because because yeah. the sacrificial system was pointing to Jesus, sure, and that little spanking in that moment uh, uh, is pointing to a little Jesus. bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's That's, complicated, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to the, don't, but, don't take that and run with it. Just, <laughs> just to pick, go ahead, I'll let you. Finish. I just want to say though, but that, like what you're doing is you're actually giving them a very small piece of just a little bit of pain yeah. comparatively. So, so what is actually owed is death. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. you say, son, daughter, I don't want you to die. Man. Right. Yeah. And that's what it says. Uh, it, it, when it, it talks about the rod, it says, deliver his soul from death. Yeah. Right. In the book of Proverbs. Right. It, so deliver his soul from death. Right. That's where he's going if you don't stop him. Yeah. Right. And this is why discipline of your children is how you love your children. That's right. You, you, you want them parent. to go, yeah. you know, you don't, if you love your children, you don't say, go play in the street. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's hatred of your child. That's right. Right. But you, you, you are, you're delivering their soul from death by saying no. And so you give a little bit of pain to teach them to say the end of this path is a lot of pain. Yep. Right. So well, I get- yeah. And I, I just want to piggyback on that and say, one of the things that I've learned from parenting is that it's not just the child who's being trained. Right. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh no, my no. gosh! Right? No, no. Like oh, yeah. this, this is actually maturity for me to be a good father, a good yeah. husband, a good neighbor. Give yourself an well. organ. You Give know? yourself an organ. <laughs> so in the in the discipline, when I'm not disciplining, it's not just the child's sin that's happening here. It's also mine. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. I am not being a loving father. I'm not acting like right. God. Right. The, I'm not being a loving. The discipline father of way. your children is the discipline of parents. It's absolutely yeah. right. That, yeah. And so when it's happening, it's like, okay, how is my attitude in this situation? What am I actually doing? Am I rescuing or am I upset because I think he's done something to mess, make me upset? Right. To, to, to just offended offend you. Me. Just offended you. Right? Like, right. right, exactly. Well, you know, how do I need to handle the situation? How dare you offend me? You know, right. it's right. like, yeah. oh, son, baby, let me rescue you. Right. Which is one of the reasons why, just very practically, like why I actually don't encourage people to just 
spank all over the house. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, think, I think actually yeah. think it's wise to have a place and yeah. send them. You know, yeah. hey, I'll meet you in the bedroom. Now, you know, obviously when they're like, you know, a year old and they're touching the, putting their finger in the light socket and you just yeah. smack their hand and, you know, cause yeah. you get a little bit of pain because you don't want them to get electrocuted. Yeah. But, you know, once they're like, whatever, three, four, five years old, you know, it's like, hey, I'll meet you in the bathroom. I'll meet you yeah. in the bedroom, whatever. Yeah. But send them there and you as a parent, right? And Gal- Galatians 6 says, you know, you who are spiritual, restore, restore the one who's yeah. in sin. Yeah. That applies to parents. That's absolutely right. right. And so, yeah. you know, you got to make sure your heart's in order. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, I just sent him to the bathroom. Yeah. I just sent him to the bedroom. I sent him to the woodshed, whatever. Now I need to make sure my heart's in order. What am I yeah. disciplining for? You know? Well, I, yeah, all the time when I'm disciplining my child, the scripture who, that comes back to me is like, you who say you should not steal, do you steal? Right. You who say you should not commit adultery, okay. are you committing you, adultery? You, you yeah. who say yeah. you should yeah. not sass your mom. You who say you shouldn't do you sass your house, Did you right? sass your wife? Do you say, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop. Well, so, who, who are your kids acting like right, right. now? So if yeah. you're going to go spank them, you need to get on your knees, yeah. get your own yeah. spanking, apologize to your wife in front of your kids and say that shouldn't be done. Right. This isn't going to happen anymore. Yeah. And you don't do it, right? right. Like that, Judgment has to first start with the head. Right. Right. And yep. if judgment, every time when I see my kids doing something and I'm like, is judgment, where's the judgment at here first, daddy? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lord, forgive me. I'm going to deal with you. Right? Yeah. The, in, in Ephesians five, when Paul says that the husband is the head of the wife, then as Christ is the head of the church. Yep. I always remember the fact I tell people this in premarital counseling when I do this with them and say, you know, it, it reminds me of the, of the old Testament in, in the sacrificial system, actually back to Leviticus, back to Dr. Michael Brown. Um, you know, when you worshiped, you would bring your animal to the to the door of the tabernacle and the priest would come meet you there. And the thing that you would do, Leviticus says, is you would lean your hands on the head of the animal. That's right. right. And you would say, this, this, this is me. Right. So it represents you. And then the priest would slit the throat of the animal, cut the head off, pull out the entrails and the head and the guts went in the fire first. Mm. Right. 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 Mm. So, you, you know, you want to be the head? Why are you doing that? You're the head of the household. Don't, don't do that. Right? So, so that means <laughs> we that the sins so land on you. That's right. Yeah. Right? That you, you take responsibility for your, your household first. You know, and and so the sins real. you see there, you, you take them into yourself first. You, you absorb them first. You confess them first. And you go into the fire first. See, and you know, we yeah. don't get that. Yeah. We don't get that, which is why Job doesn't make sense to us when we read it. Right. Well, how he's offering sacrifices on behalf yeah, of his oh, children. Yeah, how, yeah who, that's right. We don't right. do that. Yeah. Who does that anymore? That's right. an old system. Right. 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 He's, no, but we ought to be praying that way. As for me exactly in my house, right. we will serve the Lord. That's right. right. We yeah. just put that on uh-huh. uh, if, on our calendars and our refrigerators. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really cute. That's a really nice quote. It makes me feel warm. Yeah. We yeah. don't. We don't think that the, it's stopping here at the head. No. Right. We, and we don't want it to. Right. It's their sins, Lord. Right. And yeah. As but we it, need to be on our knees praying that God will forgive the sins of our children, the sins right. of our wife. Um, saying, God, show me the way that I'm not leading my family well to confess their sins, to repent of their sins. And then and then once we're in that place, we say, come on, follow me. Amen. Just yeah. as just as Christ calls us all to follow him. All right. I need to go and have uh, some time on my knees. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors, yourself. Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.